of the needs of children in the foster system. This is Ron Clements, still in Pittsburgh, but without Patty on today's episode. I do have a couple of guests, however, and we'll introduce them in a moment. But I wanted to first inform you that next week we'll be in Philadelphia, and I'm trying to line up a special guest, or maybe even two, for next week's episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. But today, I am with Michelle Matthews, who is the supervisor of the foster care department for Bethany Christian Services in Western Pennsylvania, and Bob Sherwin, the branch director here. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Now, Michelle, I asked you this a few minutes ago before we went on, but you had the title permanency specialist, and I wanted to ask you what did that entail? So that was the title I was first given when I started here at Bethany um, about 10 and a half years ago. So um, we provide in Pennsylvania, there is an agency called the SWAN Network, um, the statewide adopt statewide adoption and permanency network and they provide services for our kids that are in foster care and um, we do a child profile for them which is basically all the information we can gather about that child some of our kids in foster care system have moved around a lot um, you know have gone to lots of different schools or doctors or dentists so it's compiling all that information in um, a report for them and for the county that has custody of that child and um, child preparation services, which is meeting with the child while they're in care to help them understand their um, their placement experiences and help them give someone who's a safe person for them to talk to, to understand the process and be able to ask questions and create what's called a life book for them, which is kind of an enhanced scrapbook in a way where they're able to kind of write down their feelings Feelings. We try to gather pictures, mementos, information about them from birth up until however old they are now and put that together in a book for them. So that was kind of my duties when I first started as a permanency specialist. It's a lot of stuff. A lot of it. This is for both of you. And Michelle, you have the microphone so you can start. Uh, how did you get involved with foster care initially? Um, I always knew I wanted to work with children um, in some capacity. I actually went to school for elementary education, but the kids that I really connected with in the classroom were the kids that were kind of the ones who struggled a little bit, um, the ones that we knew were having some difficulties at home and some um, emotional and behavioral issues that were kind of coming forward in the classroom. Um, those were kind of the ones I connected with. So. Um, when I graduated, I decided not to enter teaching and to enter <laughs> social work. Not sure why I didn't want the summers off, but. <laughs> and then my sister was actually um, a supervisor for Butler County Children Youth here in Western Pennsylvania. So kind of watching her through the years, we're about 10 years apart, watching her work with kids really kind of ignited that passion too. So. Oh, and then what about you, Bob? So I've always been in education and um, and always uh, had an interest in, in working with, with kids. And uh, when the, the opportunity came about to work for Bethany, um, I, uh, you know, engrossed myself in learning about the foster care system uh, and, and the ups and downs of it and the struggles um, and as well as um, the kids in care and uh, and, and then saw the need and saw, saw a need to, to serve those kids and those families. 
and uh, that was what really got me interested in, in working with the foster care adoption and uh, permanency. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, five months. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, short time. Yeah, um, so things probably haven't changed that much, but Michelle, in your decade of working with foster kids, what are some of the trends that you've seen and how have things changed over the last 10 years? Um, I really think there's more of a commitment for kids um, coming into the foster care system to minimize the amount of moves that that child has. Really working with families on the front end, uh, training to be foster parents to understand um, how important it is to make a commitment to that child, whether that's kind of one day, one month, one year, or forever, which is a lot to ask families, but we've really found that's what's best for our kids. Um, And there's really more of, um, I just see more connections being made now, and that's something we really promote here at Bethany between biological family members and their foster families. Uh, We see it's really good for the kids to be able to see a connection between the two families that they love and are taking care of them. So we really um, have seen a big trend in that, especially here at our agency. Well, and the ultimate goal is to always return the kids to to, to some kind of kinship care, right? Yes. Um, Number one goal, kids coming into care is always reunification. Uh, If that cannot happen, kinship, which is any known relationship for that child. So it doesn't have to be just a blood relative, but it could be their babysitter, somebody through their school, somebody that has that known relationship for a child. That's always um, the second option for them if they cannot be able to be reunified. What would you say is the biggest need for kids today in the foster system? That's a tough question because there's so many needs for our kids. Um, There's a great need for homes uh, for our kids. Uh, We get calls every day and aren't always able to place kids. You know, Um, we really need homes that are open to older kids. I think it's a lot less scary for families in a way to take, you know, a baby or a toddler, but taking that 14-year-old might seem a little bit more intimidating for them. So families that, you know, really have that open heart to older kids um, or maybe have some parenting experience and made it through the teenage years with their own kids and aren't as terrified. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know, that's kind of one of our biggest needs right now. And I would say across, I'm sure across the nation, it really is. Yeah, and that's kind of been our uh, impression as well. we watched the movie Instant Family. Yes. Last year, and I, you know, t- talking about bringing in older kids, I think <laughs> that I, I thought that movie did a really good job of really uh, showing how difficult it can be to mm-hmm. bring in teenagers because they're dealing with adult problems mm-hmm. and they're they're young adults themselves, and and some sometimes they don't know how to deal with them mm-hmm. emotionally. Yeah. I think emotionally as teenagers, none of us know <laughs> knew how to deal with everything that life threw at us. And these kids have a lot of different, you know, issues and things that they've seen or been through or experiencing right now um, that they're trying to navigate through. Plus just being a teenager and that every day of, you know, school and the craziness that just happens when you're a teenager. So, so how much did you cry when you watched Instant Family? Because I know Patty and I were sobbing. 
So we went to see it actually all together as a staff here at Bethany. So um, at the local movie theater where they have the nice recliner seat. So you could kind (laughs) of hide a little bit that you were crying. Um, So I was trying to hold it together. (laughs) But (laughs) um, there were some tears. But I really think the movie overall did a really good job, um, you know, of highlighting um, you know, some of the issues and some of the experiences our families have shared, they might have had over time. Um, but really, you know, coming together and seeing why they're doing it for the kids, even though there was some tough times yeah. during it. I was worried the movie was going to like sugarcoat foster care. And it really didn't, in my opinion. Not yes. that, <laughs> n- not that we're doing mo- movie reviews here, but you know, it, 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 I, I just thought of it, and uh, you know, you, you mentioned bringing in older kids, and I think there were two teenage kids who they brought into their house mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah, we really thought the same thing going to see the movie. That's why we kind of did it as a staff because we felt like a lot of um, families, either current or that were interested, might see the movie. So we needed to know what was kind of being represented to mm-hmm. them about what foster care can truly look like. So. But I really do think they did a good job of highlighting, you know, sometimes there's that honeymoon period. But then once children, you know, begin to feel a little bit more safe and be able to trust you, you see more of the emotions coming out. And now you have to figure out how to deal with them. Right. <laughs> People are, are listening to this on Tuesday morning, but we are recording this Monday afternoon at the Bethany offices here in Wexford. And Monday night. Tonight, we're going to see the Pittsburgh Pirates play the St. Louis Cardinals at PNC Park, thanks to the very generous donation of 200 tickets from the Pirates. One of the little girls we met on Saturday at Saturday's event, we co-hosted with the Foster Love Project. She had never been to a baseball game before. This will be her first one tonight. Uh, She's six years old. What kind of gift like th- does this mean for these kids you serve? Like you said, it was such a generous donation from the Pirates to give us 200 tickets. Um, so many kids are so excited to come like just never having that experience before and it's just something that's just a normal experience for kids our kids have so many times of it's not a normal experience you know I have to go to court I have to go visit my parents at a visitation center I have to have all these adults come into my home and ask me questions all the time those aren't the normal experiences for kids and this is just a time for for them to go and have fun and just forget about all the other worries that they might have for a night. So one of the things that we were surprised about last year was how many people we met who are connected to foster care. So before I got here Monday morning, I uh, went to a chiropractor and I, I bought a group on that. It included a massage. Okay. Group on's the best. Right. Well, the, my, the massage therapist, her name is Cammy. I told her we lived in an RV and she's, oh, my dad has an RV. And we did this trip when I was, when I was a teenager, we went out to California to visit my mom or no, she she said to meet my mom is what she said. And I was like, meet your mom, like as in the first time. And she goes, yeah, this is a woman who had spent time in the foster system, but was reunited with her dad, but never knew her mother. And so like as a teenager, her dad took her out from Pennsylvania to, to, um, to California to like meet her mom. And she said she was, she was a hot mess, but it's kind of crazy how like this massage therapist that I just met via Groupon, Mm -hmm. you know, had, had been in the foster system and you just meet so many people. So you just never know who you're talking to, who has some kind of connection to foster care. It's, it's it's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something we always try to point out 
to our kids. We run a lot of groups here at Bethany, and one of the things that we do across the board for our groups, whether it's children's, teens, tweens, is like a famous person who either spent time in the foster care system who or who was adopted. So they just see that, you know, even if you're having tough times or your childhood wasn't like everybody else's, that you can find success and, you know, kind of having those people that are you know, a little bit similar to you to look up to, we think is really important for our kids. So when we were here last year, we learned of Tiffany Haddish that she was, I mean, we not learned of her, we knew who she is, Mm -hmm. but that she was raised in the foster system. And she had just done a show in Pittsburgh. And uh, one of the things she does with with her stand-up shows is that she takes a a portion of the uh, proceeds and buys luggage for kids in the foster system so they don't have to stuff their clothes into garbage bags when they go from house to house. And we thought that was really cool and something we had never really thought of before. Mm -hmm. But it it gives these kids just a a little bit more dignity if if, if they have Mm -hmm. to change houses and... That was that's, So I think that's a really cool thing that mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish does because she knows what it's like. Mm-hmm. That is the sad reality of foster care that a lot of times that kids coming into care come with very minimal items or, you know, they were thrown together as they were being taken from their house. Um, so that is the, you know, a lot of times the garbage bags that it ends up in and um, just that visual to a kid is mm-hmm. really sad that, you know, your items you know, the only things that you have that are a piece of you coming from your house right now are just thrown into a garbage bag. Right. So now uh, you're a Pittsburgh native or Pittsburgh area native. You both are. Yes. Uh, do you guys consider yourself baseball fans? Yes. Bob is nodding his head. Yes. 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 So first you, Michelle, because you do have the mic. Uh, do you have a, a favorite baseball memory from when you were a kid? Um, I would say when I was a kid, that was back in the area era of like. Bobby Bonilla, Andy Van Slyke. Um, so my uncle would actually take me down to games. So I grew up in northern Butler County, kind of, you know, middle of nowhere. So coming to Pittsburgh was coming to the big city. So um, I think you would turn that corner coming into the city and see the stadiums. It was just like overwhelming to me as a kid. Like it was just super cool. So, um, you know, always wanted to meet Andy Van Slyke, but that never happened. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's someday. So. Yeah, what about you, Bob? So my memory um, has does not have to do with a game or anything of that nature. Um, I uh, Roberto Clemente's family um, would come to Pittsburgh every summer, and they happened to rent a house on our street. Oh wow! And uh, and and uh, so I would play wiffle ball and those type of things with with Roberto's sons. That one, their young his their youngest son is the same age as I am. Okay. And uh, but my favorite memory of that time is the Puerto Rican team uh, came to Pittsburgh to play in the Little League World Series or Pony League World Series down in Washington, PA. And uh, home of the wild things, home of the wild things, exactly. <laughs> yes, and uh, they uh, did not stay in a hotel, instead, they set up camp on the front lawn of that home, uh, in the in a Pittsburgh suburb. And they stayed there the week and uh, would go down to Washington and play their games. And they would just hang out and with the neighborhood kids, and we would have a good time. That's cool. Yeah, so it was really a neat uh, neat summer that year. Now, you're old enough to remember the 79 team. Yes, I am, yeah. Uh, 40th anniversary of that this, team this year. Yep. Do you think the Pirates will ever get back there in today's baseball climate? Um, I, I I'm concerned that I will never see another World Series ever again in my lifetime. Um, but I do think that um, they have a young core this 
that have that are coming up now. Um, and I think if they get a player or two, a pitcher or two, if they could sign a free agent, um, that they may have an opportunity um, in the next three to five years. They have a you know they have a good good fielders, you know, good good players, uh, you know, Josh Bell and. Uh, Brian Reynolds and and players like that. So they have a, a core, a nucleus. They just need, I think, a player to put kind of put them over the top. Right. So. Well, my my Brewers have never won a World Series. At least the Pirates have that going <laughs> for them. Uh, they, I was eight years old in 1982 when they got to the World Series, yeah. and that's the only one they've ever been to. They lost to the Cardinals, and then in 2011 they got to the NLCS, lost to the Cardinals yes. again. So I think you know who I'm rooting for in this series. The Pirates against the Cardinals, but then and and your wife is a Cardinals fan. Patty is a Cardinals fan. She will be wearing her Cardinals red at PNC Park. Uh, But then last year the Brewers got to the NLCS and lost to the Dodgers. So um, I'm just hoping the Brewers can actually get there. Um, So, but uh, guys, thank you for all the work that you do here uh, for, for kids. It's, it's awesome. And uh, you know, if you're listening to this, get involved. If you're not in Western Pennsylvania. just call up your local foster care organization. Get involved. They uh, need help. Um, Bethany, I, I, I was going to call you Bethany, Michelle. That's no. Okay. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, how can people here get involved with Bethany? Okay. Um, if you're interested in learning more about foster care, you can um, always contact our office here. Our telephone number is 724-940-2900. And you can check out our website. Uh, we do have informational meetings here uh, at the first Monday of every month at 630 here at our office in Wexford. And you can sign up for those online and you can learn more about all of our services here at Bethany. And if you live in the Butler area, we also have informational meetings up there every month, the second Tuesday of every month at 6 p.m. at the 312 located on Main Street there in Butler. What is the Bethany website here in uh, for Western PA? Bethany.org slash Pittsburgh. Bethany.org slash Pittsburgh. All right, well, Bob Sherwin, Michelle Matthews of Bethany Christian Services, thank you so much for coming on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. And... Uh, Thanks again for listening, and next week we'll be in Philadelphia for my birthday, which is Saturday. I'll be 45. Happy early birthday. Thank you. We're going to a Phillies game that night uh, after a a lunch cruise on the Delaware River, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. that sounds kind of fabulous. Yeah. (laughs) Until then, folks, have a great week, and thank you again for listening to the Home Run on Wheels podcast.